We're going to turn our attention for the moment, though, to the social welfare bill today. Uh, Sarah Burns, it was discussed in the Dáil this afternoon. Remind us, what are the main measures to be introduced? Yeah, so the social welfare bill basically gives effect to the measures that were announced in last month's budget. Uh, I suppose some of the main ones were the 12 euro increase in social welfare payments, as well as the pension, um, a 10 euro increase per month in the care allowance, as well as the extension of child benefit to 18 year olds in full-time education from September of next year. Uh, The bill also provides for structural reforms to the state pension from January of next year. And this includes uh, people having the choice to defer drawing down the pension up to the age of 70, as well as in certain circumstances, long term carers will now be eligible for the state pension uh, for the first time. Um, It was interesting to listen to the Minister for Social Protection, Heather Humphreys, this afternoon. She said, you know, while this was the largest social welfare package in the history of the state, she hadn't done everything she wanted to do. And in particular, in relation to that extension of child benefit to 18 year olds. Uh, She said she would have liked for that to be introduced at the beginning of next year, but it won't happen until September. And this was something the Sinn Féin TD, Dunica O'Leary, picked up on. He said a lot of parents had been in touch with him and they were disappointed because they had children who would turn 18 between now and next uh, September who wouldn't qualify for it. All right. Mick Barry, some increases there. Any increase presumably is welcome, but how welcome? The... Uh, increases do not match the rate of inflation. And because they do not match the rate of inflation, they are, in effect, cutbacks. Cutbacks for pensioners, cutbacks for people on social welfare, etc. Now, the government will argue, they'll say, yes, but there are top-ups to the basic increases. There are the once-off payments. But the point about that is that they are you know, what it says on the tin. They are once-off payments. And the once-off payments won't last forever. Uh, And what you're left with then is a situation where the basic rate uh, is lagging behind. You also have a situation where, um, you know, the government say that the rate of inflation is now falling. But what does that mean? It it means that the, the... Uh, increase in the price of your energy, the increase in the price of your groceries from last year is baked in and now it's continuing to increase albeit at a lesser rate than was the case. Well, Heather Heather, Heather Humphreys, the the, the Minister for Social um, Protection, said that in fact the increase is €33 rather than €12 because if the living alone allowance, the fuel allowance uh, and the Christmas bonus are factored in, it's €33 a week better off. Yeah, but the, the, the essential point here is that um, the one-off payments were such a big part of the budget, they're such a big part of the, the all the arrangements around social welfare. Poverty is not once-off. Low incomes are not once-off. When the once-off payments uh, are, are removed, in reality, people's uh, uh, living standards will have been cut as a result of this uh, budget. Michelle Murphy, uh, you're the research and and policy analyst with uh, Social Justice Ireland. You've had time to analyse the measures. Do they fit the bill? 
No, Colm. And just first, I'd like to say, obviously, our thoughts are with the victims and families uh, connected with the incident this afternoon. And we absolutely condemn what happened in Dublin City Centre this evening. But absolutely, no, we were very clear before the budget that if we're government to repeat the mistakes in budget 2023, those on low incomes would be left behind. And that's what you got. Again, you got essentially a repeat of budget 2023. The core welfare rate increase of 12 euro a minimum of 25 was needed we called for an extra 13 euros in the social welfare bill today we didn't get it uh, and what you're seeing is now column is you're actually seeing we have seen progress in reducing poverty welcome progress since 2016 um it's been a long time coming but due to increases in core welfare payments that progress has now been reversed and what's really worrying is you're seeing a jump in poverty among older people that the rate of older people in poverty has doubled between 2020 and 2022. And you're also seeing, you know, government decide, you know, clearly, and we welcome the focus on child poverty in this budget. It was supposed to be a budget around child poverty. Children live in low-income households. The one thing this budget did not do was address the issue of low income in those households. Yes, there were one-off measures and they're welcome, but come April 2024, people on fixed income, so that's someone on a social welfare payment, are going to see their incomes fall between 36 and 43 percent because those one-off measures will be gone so certainly no uh, we don't welcome what was in the bill we feel it didn't go far enough and what do you say to the minister for social protection who says 2.3 billion is the largest ever social protection package in the history of of the state and that the increases leave some people 33 euro a a week better off which is higher than i think the 27.50 um that uh, the vincent de paul were calling for which is presumably something you agree with yourself is it Oh, 2.3 billion is that money and those resources could have been better targeted because we have a trend column now where we seem to not deal with income adequacy by actually increasing core welfare rates and ensure people can have a basic standard of living. What we seem to do now, government have fallen into a trend of just having a series of one-off payments to get people's income over the line to a certain point in the year. But then those one-off payments disappear. And what happens is, and you're going to see public and private wages increasing in 2024. Meanwhile, those on social welfare are falling further behind and that gap is growing. And ultimately, at some point, some government is going to have to make that up and that is going to cost a significant amount of money. Now, we had substantial resources available this year. We Government has had substantial resources available to it since 2016 and it would have been a, cost a lot less money to close that gap. And we've consistently argued for social welfare rates to be indexed to right. average earnings. I just, before, and I go, at a point before, growing. before I go to Malcolm Byrne on this, is universality some of the problem that there are a lot of universal rates in the country? Should we arrive at, at, at a way of... Uh, means testing in order to better target resources to where they're needed most? Well, in terms of social welfare payments, a large proportion are means tested. The universality relates to child benefit. Uh, Unemployment benefit is universal to a point and after a certain amount of time, then that changes as well. And in terms of the pension, depending on whether you're on the contributory or non-contributory, but universality is not, (coughs) a universality of welfare payments isn't contributing to poverty. What's contributing to poverty is the fact that government is not dealing with income adequacy and not meeting its own targets. It is set out in the roadmap for social inclusion. That is the problem, not universality of welfare payments. Malcolm Byrne, the the um, the gap between rich and poor in the country 
is has got worse despite the fact that you know the government will argue that it has introduced certain measures is this contributing to that well let's look uh, at the points which Sean was making in terms of those on low incomes and one of the best ways obviously to help people uh, particularly if they're on job seekers is by getting a job and by making sure that work pays. Uh, we saw a very significant increase, for instance, in the minimum wage. The cuts in USC uh, uh, were very heavily targeted uh, at those who were on the lowest levels uh, of income. And the supports are there to ensure that work uh, continues to pay. So one of the best ways that you can help people is they can get a job, but also we're moving towards a living wage, which we, we believe will help in terms of addressing uh, a lot of those challenges with inequality. Um, you also need to look at other measures uh, that have been taken in the budget, apart from just direct cash payments. So if we look at, for instance, the introduction uh, of free school books at primary level, and then that's obviously now been extended to the junior cycle at second level and then in, in, in due course, hopefully, to senior cycle, They've that been... means at a very specific time of the year, and St Vincent de Paul acknowledged this, when parents uh, who are, are, are faced with back-to-school costs, that represents well, a significant saving. it's another universal saving. benefit, isn't it? It, it it, it, it is another universal Is there an element benefit. of bribing the middle classes no, to pay their taxes not, about that? But it's, it's People have to more, see the benefits in order to no, feel but that paying much, taxes is it, worthwhile. And, and again, but it, it's much easier, I suppose, to administer um, in, in, in the context with, with some of those programmes. But even in terms of the one-off payments, I mean, these are very significant payments. So we're talking about, for instance, double child benefit payment being made in December. There's a €400 Euro lump sum payment in the working increase in the working, sorry, lump sum payment of the working family payment, disability and cares allowance, uh, which is happening this month, a €300 Euro fuel allowance lump sum. So in addition to the €12 Euro per week, uh, payment that's there. There are also lump sum payments. Uh, and it's always a case that you can argue that you can do more, you can do more in every single sure, area. Right. But I would make the argument that if people look at the overall welfare package and look at what the government is doing to tackle uh, cost of living increases and so on, these are real measures that are making a difference. All right. Mick Barry? Yeah, I just want to pick up on the point that Malcolm raised there on the issue of uh, the minimum wage and the living wage. It's calculated that the the, the living wage um, in this country at the moment uh, is fourteen euro and ninety cent uh, per hour. So what that is based around is what would be the minimum income needed in order to lead uh, a decent life with dignity in this society. Now. I personally feel that figure is on the low side, uh, particularly when you take into account the issue of rent. But leave that point aside for a moment. Government are trumpeting the fact that there's going to be an increase in the minimum wage. But what's it being increased to? It's being increased to €12.70 an hour. In other words, more than €2 an hour less than what is calculated as the living wage to have a decent life with dignity. Um, a huge issue around poverty in this country is poverty wages. Uh, we're getting more like the United States where you have a working poor. Uh, and I think that this is an issue that needs to be addressed. And I think if the government don't address it in a serious way, it's an issue that the trade union movement needs to start campaigning on to a greater extent, particularly bringing young people into trade union uh, membership and activity and campaigning for a real living wage in this country. All right. Um, Michelle, what other groups have been specifically affected that you would like to have seen um, 
looked after in the social welfare bill. We heard a case of a woman whose son had profound intellectual disabilities being raised in the doll. She's a full-time carer for her son, but because her husband worked overtime, she not only lost her carer's allowance and her free GP card, so there's just no recognition for her in her own right. Do you think that's fair? No, and I suppose Senator Byrne, you know, he referenced, you know, unemployment benefit and, you know, a job being the best route out of poverty. It has to be a well-paid job. But, I, you know, we're at full employment now. So you need to look at where the, the bulk of the money in the social welfare um, the department is going. It's going to dis- people with a disability, it's going to carers and it's going to pensioners. If you take a pensioner, um, 48% of what they got in the budget was temporary. 48% of what they got was lump sum one-off payments. That does nothing to address the income adequacy of that pensioner, that single pensioner living on their own. When you take carers, there, there is a commitment to a carer's guarantee in the programme for government. And Family Carers Ireland have been calling for a complete overhaul of how the uh, carers payment is assessed to address that issue that you pointed out there in terms of the means testing and people losing access to the their payment due to it being assessed on a, on a household basis. We saw absolutely no movement on that. No, even move towards looking at what a basic payment for carers should be and what sort of services they should be entitled to. Absolutely nothing, despite that guarantee being in the programme for government. Look at people with a disability. Last year, we had a once-off cost of disability payment. It was what the minister announced in the budget and what the minister announced in the social welfare bill. We have a lower payment this year, but it's not called a cost of disability payment. We've had a cost of disability reports sit on that desk for two years, giving us a very detailed cost of disability and the various disabilities and the types of services that people need. And now we're moving into a consultation phase, but there's still no progress for people with disability, right. no progress for the carers caring at home for the family and all they work, they contribute to the state. So no, I would argue at 2.3 billion euro, a lot more could have been done than was done. And yes, we welcome the free school book schemes, the extension of child benefit and the, you know, the extension of the childcare scheme, all of that is welcome. But at the end of the day, it's not going to move government any closer to meeting its own, and I would argue, modest poverty targets. Malcolm Byrne, people with disabilities, their carers, they seem to be the people who always fall through the cracks and are never the priority. Well, what I point out, for instance, one of the things that has happened and it's been welcomed indeed by Cares Island is that uh, long term carers uh, now are in a position whereby that they can qualify for the state contributory pension, which is something that didn't happen uh, previously. This is a significant step forward. And I, I'm not going to, you know, it, it, it's I, I was glad that McBarry acknowledged, you know, the fact that we are moving towards the uh, the living wage. It's a clear government objective. Um it's not, it, it's very difficult, and if you talk to any small business to try to do it in one fell swoop, it's going to be uh, it's going to be difficult. But what government is trying to do is to both uh, increase the minimum wage, provide that legislative support, ensure that it makes sense for people to be able to go out to work, and that's why our emphasis and the Fianna Fáil emphasis on the budget was on cutting the USE to benefit those uh, on low incomes. And I totally, by the way, I, I totally get and we've argued strongly in terms of investment in disability services. We had, again, the biggest disability 
um, services budget ever uh, in this budget. Uh, and I think it's a little bit unfair because if, if, if people look at the measures of the, you know, that have been introduced, they are all considerable. And it's like anything else. You can always do more. But the question is, where does the money come from to be able to do that? All right. And Sarah, the, the issue of inflation is, is going to come in consistently. We're going to see a public sector pay agreement. We've seen uh, Section 39, Section 10, Section 56 workers coming in in, in uh into parity with with public sector wages, um, but inflation is is going to affect that uh, the, the negotiations in in the public sector pay agreement as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the issue of inflation, um, Mick Barry's colleague Paul Murphy was bringing it up today in the social welfare debate, and he was saying he also welcomed the increases in the social welfare payments and the one off payments. But he was saying, you know, inflation is running more than 5% and in particular pointed to grocery inflation, uh, which was nearly at 10%. Uh, and he said, you know, staples such as potatoes, rice, things like this, uh, were the we're seeing the biggest increases. And he, he kind of made the point that the government was awash with money and they just weren't doing enough. All right. Uh, well, before we move on to, to the issue of, of the triple lock, the uh, EU Environment Commissioner uh, was here today to meet the Taoiseach and the Minister for Agriculture. They were seeking flexibility around the forthcoming nitrates derogation. What came out of the meeting? We'll just go to you on this before we go to the other issues. Yeah, so the Commissioner confirmed basically the cut in the upper nitrates limit uh, will go ahead in January. And this obviously comes after the meeting with the Taoiseach and the Minister for Agriculture. I saw the IFA president come out and describe the news as devastating for the affected farmers who would now only have six weeks to plan before the measures take effect. 